0: wear a top hat <laughs> and a monocle. On- it's just building. <laughs> and an ascot and have a parrot on my shoulder. And a boa, All <laughs> right, I got a
1: rubber yeah. chicken. I got all the pieces.
2: 1980s now.
0: I want to tell you guys right now, I don't have a topic this week. I don't have a topic. My... Mm. This, I've got stuff i got like three or four people that may come on and I'm trying to hold these topics off for when I have these people oh, so that you know
1: yes. I've got oh, one person trying I'm to hold the topics for when someone important is on the show that you not
0: important to. but it has not some it.
1: expertise got it okay and important
0: okay hey <laughs> welcome back to another episode of 1980s now a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and it's continued influence today my name is Will and joining me as always, are my friends and co-hosts, Cat and John. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, in addition to his co-hosting duties right here, John hosts his own podcast, mm-hmm. Gen mm-hmm. X Grunaut. So go watch that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Stop. after. After. Don't do it now. Oh, after. It after. <laughs> after. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll do it after. Yeah,
0: thank you. Hey, on today's <laughs> show, news, news, and more news. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I huh. don't have a particular topic, but we got a whole lot of mm-hmm. news stories to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, including, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. current news stories. Check this huh? out. Yeah. They're yeah.
1: current news stories,
0: mm-hmm. but they're related to 1980s media. Wow.
1: We could build a podcast around this. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> it's not as fascinating as you'd think. <laughs> mm. The download numbers <laughs> show. Out. Now we uh, know.
0: But when we started this podcast, it was like on blind faith that week after week, we'd have current yeah. news stories related to 1980s media mm-hmm. every week. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's been that way. It's pretty fascinating. It's but, still going. Yeah. 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 But I guess, that, yeah, yeah, that supports the premise of the whole thing, I guess, is John's point. <laughs> hey, here's the news stories we're going to be talking about. McDonald's <laughs> brings back some 1980s Halloween nostalgia. Uh-huh. Loki brings back some 1980s McDonald's nostalgia. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, the band that made uh, Joe Perry quit Aerosmith in 1979. Ridley C- Scott gave his initial critique of an upcoming Alien sequel. And John Carpenter mm. weighs in on... The thing's mysterious ending. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yep. and I just mentioned—I uh. mentioned I mention this every time the thing comes up. Right? Probably my favorite horror movie from the nineteen eighties.
3: It's my favorite horror movie of um, the two thousand
1: twenties. Because that's when you watched <laughs> it. Because that's time. when I watched it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I thought like, you meant some remake or something. No, no. Yeah, the, okay, yeah. the
0: twenty eleven <laughs> remake.
3: No. (laughs) I'm just talking about when I watched it. (laughs) Hey,
0: there's going to be time codes in the notes if you want to skip around to a particular news story. Before we get to that, however, (laughs) before we get to that, however, it helps with SEO, I think. I don't know. All right. Hey, uh, before we get going, I do have a brief announcement and then we're going to check up with Kat on something. But a brief announcement. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, hey, this Wednesday, hopefully you're listening to the show in time. Mm. Hopefully we've posted this on Facebook that we're doing this.
3: (laughs) So this isn't your
0: only notice.
3: This isn't your only smoke signal. (laughs) Yes.
0: But uh, this uh, Wednesday, October 25th at 7 p.m. we'll say uh, Eastern. We're going to be recording Mm -hmm. our our next episode live on Facebook and that's going to be our Halloween episode. So uh, hopefully, hopefully between now and then we'll be able to uh, program (laughs) some uh, Halloween uh, related uh, fun. Yes. So follow us on Facebook. Uh, to figure out how you can uh, join us there. Wednesday, October 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yay! All right. I'm at the show. <laughs> we'll be there. Uh, I want to say a brief announcement. Let's just catch up with Cat. It's it's catch up with Cat time. Uh, we don't have a theme for yeah. this, so it's catch up with <laughs> Cat. She's, there you go.
3: You can get a theme right, song. <laughs> and
0: that's how the, the outro will be like that. <laughs> that was catch up with Cat. <laughs> hey cat i love ketchup hey Will. so you know we, we spoke to uh bradley scott of emirosa mm-hmm. it was a year ago or almost a year ago to the day it
3: almost yeah just yeah. slightly over yeah uh,
0: at, that, at that time we talked about uh, his 1980s influences and in fact mm-hmm. how they he had taken emirosa because he wasn't the original lead singer of Emerosa, but he had taken right. emirosa in a direction that leaned more mm-hmm. towards the sounds of the 1980s which was you know uh, mm-hmm. evidenced by their album peach pit peach club peach club peach rather club. <laughs> peach club rather sorry brother uh, peach club which had the um what's his name the artist uh, Nagel had like oh, a Nagel, yes patrick Nagel, yeah mm-hmm.
3: patrick Nagel, right. and yeah. then
0: and when we talked to him they had released a couple of singles on a forthcoming album sting yeah. and those again sounded you know reminiscent of the the sound the that you like from the 80s and Absolutely. it was the the stay music video even had him in that makeup where he looked like uh yeah. Michael the, G. Fox from, uh, what was it? The,
3: yep. It was like a Teen Wolf thing. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. Cat got to see Amarosa live in concert last week. Yes. It was awesome. I, uh, it, it mm-hmm. was a curious experience. I'll just say that from the get-go okay. because I've never been to a concert by myself. I didn't oh, uh, happen to surpri- have anybody to go. That surprises
0: me. <laughs> How much Wait. you like, you know, seeing live music and-
3: Ah, yeah, I see what you mean. I just usually have a buddy. So okay. this was a little mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on a school night. That was kind of, <laughs> although I did that for Duran Duran too, but.
0: <laughs> Which sounds you know, unusual for an adult to say.
3: Well, right? well and you, since I work at school. Mean it,
0: some folks <laughs> say it, you know, as a clever, fun way to mean they have work tomorrow.
3: Yes. But you yeah.
0: really have school and not that you're a student.
3: Right, it's literally both. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Whatever. I'm not interviewing cat. Yeah. Why did I change it to that?
3: Okay. Yeah. Go, Emma Rosa. Go. You're there. You can, you might have to interview. You go. It's
0: weird. You're alone.
3: Yes. So I was alone, and um, I think there were a couple of people there in this not very large venue that were older than I was, but not very. Much. <laughs> and they worked there, right? Like, and they worked there, right? Yes. One of them worked there. <laughs> And some <laughs> event staff guy kept shooing people away, you know, from certain areas.
2: <laughs> Turn it down! Turn it, it down! too
1: <laughs> Did people call you ma'am? That happens to me sometimes. Not They don't call me ma'am, they call oh, me sir. Yeah, yes, that was... <laughs> that would be odd. Yeah, I was like, don't call me sir. I'm here for the concert. I'm not part of the staff. I'm not working like janitorial. <laughs> uh, no, not many
3: people talked to me. I think I was a little bit of an anomaly. Oh, were you
0: dancing? Maybe you were scaring them away.
2: You mm. see a person
0: alone and they're dancing, that has a
1: level of courage. <laughs> or narcotics. Yes, be, exactly. Sure.
3: I did not have the amount of dancing space that I would like. because <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> To mosh? There were signs there that said, we don't encourage moshing, but you can do it.
1: It was loud. <laughs> that sounds like encouragement to me. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you just don't. You won't be arrested if you do this. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, don't. But,
3: but I decided, um, I've never had the experience of being up close to a stage. And, okay. and this was a small stage mm-hmm. in a small venue. And I could do that. Like when I walked in the room, I was like, you're kidding me. Like I mean, oh. eventually there were plenty of people. But when I arrived, mm-hmm. I just stood almost right in front of the stage. And then I just stayed there. And <laughs> I of forgot that there were opening bands so um so they came out and i was like oh man If I need to use the bathroom or something, I'm just gonna, I don't wanna move. I just wanna
1: stay right here. I don't wanna leave. And as an
0: older person, the odds were that you'd have to.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, a worry no one in their 20s ever had standing at the front of a mosh pit. Oh my, what if I need to pee? That's never been a concern. And especially while moshing, it's like,
0: not the bladder, not the bladder.
1: Uh, please just grab my butt, not yes. my side. So I, so I held my
3: ground. I stayed there. And, um, and finally Amarosa came out and mm-hmm. I was so happy because I just knew, I just knew that they would be really great live. I just mm-hmm. had a feeling mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've enjoyed a lot of their reels and pictures. They've been uh, promoting mm-hmm. their tour, but even before that, I just had a sense about it and they did not disappoint. They were wonderful. And, um, I have to say Bradley is a great frontman. He was so interactive with the audience and he had so much energy and he was awesome. dancing up a storm and was super playful. It was, it was really great. Lots of fun. Did you get to say hi to Bradley? I did. I did. He came out mm-hmm. after and whew, I mean, he, he expended a lot of energy. He looked a little little tired. Sure, but I, I snuck imagine. over. I think I cut a line. I think there was a line, and I just...
0: I'm Kat from 1980s now. What time?
1: <laughs> Please go right ahead, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> it's past her bedtime. Let her go first. Right.
0: She's probably looking for the bathroom again.
3: John, you're, okay, no joke. Uh-huh. No joke. I yeah. was ready to claim, listen, I really need to get home to bed. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> sleep well the night before. I'd have an hour drive. Just just let me say hi. <laughs> I was ready. It worked but, out? Um, Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Nobody stopped me. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah.
2: They know better. I, <laughs> it's like, you don't
0: stop the one person that seems like the mom that's there, you know, she's probably in charge of
1: something. It's like, it's, it's like walking around a construction site with a clipboard. You yeah, look like you belong right, yeah. doing what you're supposed to be doing, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Maybe
3: I just gave off that vibe. Yeah. Nobody right. get in my way. Oh. <laughs> but I did get to say hi to Bradley and, um, and we had a, a nice little chat for a minute or two. We did a selfie together. And then mm. I became a photographer for the group of very young people after me. They were like, could you please, if you don't mind, would you take our picture with, with Bradley? Yeah. And so I I did that as well.
0: <laughs> and then you didn't get to leave on time after all? I,
3: uh, I, I left and then I had to go back in because I realized... I forgot to what
2: use the forget? bathroom before leaving. I knew it. <laughs> I- what? <laughs> I knew it.
0: It's gonna be a long drive.
3: I kid Can't. you not. Yep. I was almost out the door, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh. oh <laughs> I oh, no! Had a whole hour in grumble, front of me.
1: Grumble, mm. grumble. <laughs> It's a, it's a long <laughs> way to that first truck stop. I better go back oh, in yes. to the venue.
3: Oh, yes, I did.
2: <sighs> nice hey,
0: uh, Amarosa's still got some dates left in October. Just a few here as we round out the mm-hmm. uh, end of the month. In Texas and Arizona, There's a link in the show notes you can
3: follow to get more ticket mm. information. Go see them. They are super fun. Mm. And go now while the venue is still small. Because yeah. I I just, I feel like, you know, they're... They're moving right along. They're I feel like the next time the they tour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for them. They were super dynamic, and I'm so glad that I went.
2: Very yeah.
1: cool. Awesome.
3: Yeah. All right. Hey, let's get caught up on 1980s news. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, this week in 1980s news, as reported on today.com, McDonald's blue buckets are back.
1: Very <laughs> literative, too. Yeah,
2: nice I
0: didn't,
1: to- yeah, I didn't realize that awesome.
0: First introduced in 1986, the trick-or-treat pals known as boo buckets were a happy meal stable of the spooky season for several years before they vanished mm-hmm. for
1: a while. Do you guys remember boo buckets back in the nineteen
0: mm-hmm. eighties when you
1: were a kid? Never had one, but I remember seeing them on Trick-or-Treat Halloween night. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was like a, was like a mm-hmm. ghost one and a pumpkin one and maybe maybe a witch one or something. I don't remember. Hmm. The, the original three were all
0: orange pumpkins, but they had different faces. Oh, one was like a straight up jack-o'-lantern. Okay. One was a ghost face and one was a, what they referred to as a goblin. They were all Mick. It was, you know, Mick pumpkin, mm-hmm. Mick blue, Mick goblin. But yeah. Yep. Later yeah, on, uh, they started Mick to face. Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> as time went on, they
0: started introducing, uh, they went from the, the just the solo, the trio of uh, orange only designs to adding the Mick witch.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Some, yeah.
0: That sounds delicious. Mother colors.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like which. Well, it almost sounds like sandwich. So it, <laughs> it does almost sound exactly. like sandwich. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, following the prolonged absence of the Boo buckets, however, the three <laughs> iconic throwback buckets, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> following the prolonged absence, the three iconic ones came back in 2022. Uh, and now as of October 17th, four different Boo buckets are officially available <laughs> with Happy Meals for the 2023 Halloween season while supplies last.
3: Wow. And
0: now the four new designs include a monster, which is green, skeleton, which is orange, mummy,
3: which is white, and vampire, which is purple. I would like, uh, now purple's my favorite color, but I would like the white bucket because mm-hmm. I love the expression on the mummy. this googly okay. eyes sticking out of mm-hmm. like, you know, the wrappings. The band- it's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Say bandages, but I guess that's
3: not right. Yeah. Oh, bandages. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right.
0: Wrappings. They, they didn't wrap him because okay. he was injured. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Good point. And was, it gonna he- was expected well, to heal. Did, wait, Not does bandages. it does it dead count as injured? Only if you're expected to mm. heal. I think if you're going to get better, then you get mm. a bandage. Okay.
3: With bandage, there's the expectation that it will be removed. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: there's I the see. expectation. Yes. Yeah. And they mm. charge different prices mm. <laughs> for bandages versus wrappings. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> they just charge differently based on your expectations. Right? <gasps>
1: That's how they get you. Uh,
0: on McDonald's <laughs> website, uh, the, the McDonald's wrote, uh, let's be honest, spooky season isn't official until Boo Buckets are back at McDonald's. Mm. Okay. Right. You know, and even though I didn't have one, like John said, I saw them around. We were too old when they mm-hmm. first uh, came out. He,
3: okay, thank you, because I'm thinking I probably should have had one, but no, nah, I'm sure my you brother couldn't. had one. I don't remember. Well, okay, so if one. you guys
0: didn't have Boo Buckets, because they were, you know. What did you use to trick or treat? Did you use some other kind of bucket? Did you, are you a pillowcase person, a brown paper bag? (laughs) <laughs> Shopping
1: bag from the local grocer. <laughs> I wanted a boo bucket, so yeah. I just used a McDonald's paper sack instead. No,
2: was
1: <laughs> oh, you can use the Happy Meal thing. Uh, the oh, the box. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't hold a lot of candy, though. That's um, an idea. I was definitely a pillowcase. I specifically remember going <laughs> mm-hmm. out with my Pac-Man pillowcase. It oh, did not match my costume, which is probably a scarecrow or some stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my but guys, yeah, I wanted. I had the Pac-Man pillowcase. I rep- took it off my pillow. In fact. To yeah. go trick or treating. Oh,
2: now, when you great. go
1: to
0: bed at night and put the pillowcase back on, does it smell like Hubba Bubba and uh, Whoppers? <laughs> I mean,
1: Whoppers. Like no, the- I just slept on the candy. Oh, oh. It just it's oh. full now. Yeah. How comfortable? It's full now. That <laughs> yeah. explains
0: how your gotta, face is sort of. Mm-hmm. Is
1: yeah, different. Well, it's all Tootsie Roll shaped on this side. <laughs> yeah. His face is just <laughs> filled with nougat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I took the candy out of my pillowcase, John. I had a, I did use oh, a pillowcase. Okay. I yeah. had a Peanuts, like the Charlie Brown okay. and Company yeah. pillowcase. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one year I was Linus. And I remember okay. being all excited to match up with my pillowcase. So you had
1: a blanket and a pillowcase yeah. from Peanuts. I did. I don't remember oh. what I used. I think
3: I have no, I have no
1: recollection. Remember.
0: I don't remember no? my family mm-hmm. like buying Halloween buckets though. I feel uh-huh. like my house is like almost yeah. every year my daughter has a different thing she uses.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: This year it yeah, might be yeah. a pillowcase because- Every year whatever she gets is exceeding the capacity of the the (laughs) pail that she's carrying around.
1: I certainly remember one year I ended up with like a a, a purpose built pumpkin jack-o' lantern that had like the the plastic strap riveted to each side of it. Yeah.
2: Right. But (laughs) I got it because it had
1: a light in it that would glow. Oh. So like so you could be seen. But nice. nobody wants to be seen trick or treating. That's an adult. Adults want you to be yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. I want to be hidden in the shadows. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, look, it works. And then you walk out the street and you turn that damn thing off, so it's dark again. <laughs> right. But then the battery box and the bulb took up like half the pumpkin, so mm. it was less room for candy. So it was it was a wash.
3: Right. What were you doing um, in the shadows, John?
1: What were you doing I'm, with that pumpkin in the shadows? Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a reason it looks surprised. <laughs> oh,
2: <no. laughs> And there it goes. It didn't at first. <laughs> didn't at first. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, I, I learned that some of the some of the McDonald's uh, boob buckets came with. This is in later <laughs> generations of them. Came with the top of it you know, that you could hmm. take off to get the candy inside of it. Mm-hmm. And the top mm-hmm. itself was a cookie cutter that would cut you know the dough into the shape. Of oh, some that's sort right. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween. I forgot that. that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You did a video for Tony for
0: that about that, right? Too. I am just sick of. I'm- all the moonlighting you're doing. Pretty, pretty sure I did. Yes.
2: <laughs> Just take a Tony.
3: <laughs> I need to get caught up. I'm a little behind in my retro uh,
0: This year, the Boo buckets are going to have a little bit of a royal competition. Oh. Burger Ooh. King has debuted its own trick or heat Halloween <laughs> bucket for a limited time in select markets. Uh, burger King's doing something where they have everything ghost pepper. You know, have ghost pepper fries, oh, mm-hmm. ghost pepper burger. Okay. It seems like this trick or heat is probably playing into that. So I don't imagine after the ghost pepper is gone, they'll have it in subsequent years, but
3: it does look like the ghost has like a little cap on. It looks like a stem of a pepper, like a
0: pepper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and if you love McDonald's, in spite of its farewell, 20 uh, farewell tour in 2020, McDonald's confirmed that the McRib is due to return to select restaurants in November. Oh, Wow. The uh, polarizing pork sandwich was first introduced in 1981.
1: (laughs) I love that polarizing pork sandwich. (laughs) That's that's the last thing the (laughs) chef at McDonald's thought you'd ever call it. I never really cared for it.
0: It it felt like Hmm. what it looks like, which is kind of like how they make the chicken McNuggets. In fact, McRib Hmm. was invented by the same chef who invented chicken McNuggets. Which, as you know, are like they pulverize, they blend meat and other products. I think it's just meat now, but certainly when we were kids, it was meat (laughs) and other things. It was sawdust. (laughs) It wasn't sawdust one of the ingredients they found in it? I think so.
1: (laughs) There is no worse description of that. We're unappetizing by calling it a chicken slurry. There you go. Chicken slurry. So
0: so they had the chicken slurry. slurry. (laughs) And they poured it into these forms and they deep fried it. McRib mm-hmm. is a per- pork slurry, right? It, but they pour it into this rib mm-hmm. form, and that's what it seemed like. Oh, and more wow. so than the chicken nuggets, you could almost, uh, in my mind, it, it came apart in sort of this granular sort of way that you could tell how it was
1: put together. I don't think I've ever had a McRib. Yeah. so I don't think I have either, and
3: no, I don't think I'm going to try yeah. after that description.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and not on purpose. Now I, now I almost want one, just because oh. of Will's description. Mm. Just to try a yeah. big old and help in a pork slurry. Pork slurry yeah. <laughs> I'll have mm. the
0: pork slurry, I mean McRib. Oh, we know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's what it says on the button. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of McDonald's, and as reported by the Hollywood reporter, Loki, you know, the mm-hmm. Disney Plus TV show, recreated a 1982 McDonald's. Uh, so <laughs> Loki director Dan, I'm going to say DeLu, spent nearly mm-hmm. 30 years in visual effects, but he knew it was time for a change after he received his second and third Oscar nominations for Avengers Infinity War and <laughs> Avengers Endgame, you know. Oh. Oh. Yeah, those little films. Yes, I feel like I need to change. How much <laughs> How much more could I peak? How about win the damn award, Dan? <laughs> Easy. You're a quitter. That's what you are. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking my nomination and going home. And my, and my Photoshop. And my Adobe Illustrator. I don't know. Sorry, Dan. I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. <laughs> hey, looking to avoid boredom, DeLu moved on to second There's unit
1: directing. One more guest Will won't be getting. <laughs> Uh, John, I'm burning all the bridges. <laughs> Setting this place on fire.
0: Looking to avoid boredom, uh, the mm-hmm. Hollywood Reporter writes, DeLue moved on to second unit directing and now has directed the second episode of Loki Season 2. Cool. Uh, speaking with THR, okay. Deleuze explained how they were able to recreate the iconic look of a 1980s-era McDonald's. Ooh. Now, just saying that, does that already mm-hmm. for you guys evoke the image of the interior mm-hmm. of a McDonald's?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Plus, like modern mcdonalds Yeah they look like a corporate headquarters mm-hmm. in there. It's oh, all yeah. square and glass and marble. Yeah. And right. Like it mm-hmm. lost the fun that McDonald's had the, the bright colors and the, the shiny molded chairs and the shapes of characters. And you, you sit on the fry guys stools. Fry guys.
2: And, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's a long answer to your question. Yes. It evokes imagery for me.
0: She is looking for the fry guy. I guarantee it.
1: <laughs> oh, she's, she's got a figure. The fry, She found it. It's a chicken nugget.
3: <laughs> That's, he, a, he rolls the way. I can do this. Do, 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 do. The flag goes when you flag. roll it
1: along yeah. on, on the surface. This
3: is yeah. great for an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I should never have said
0: I was going to post the video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so yeah,
0: did you guys spend a lot of time at McDonald's? Was that was that a place that you ate, frequented or the food yes. that you ate? Well, yeah. there was
3: one on the boardwalk. So I lived uh, mm. right on the ocean, mm. and they opened a McDonald's at a, one of the pavilions down oh, about eight blocks or so yeah so that was that was great fun we used to go down there quite okay. a bit
0: so by convenience yeah. you chose mcdonald's is yes um i liked mcdonald's better than i liked burger king but where i mm-hmm. lived and certainly when i was by the time i was a teenager i could walk to the burger king okay. mcdonald's was uh-huh. i technically mm. walked to mcdonald's okay. it was just miles away
2: no. burger king was right. within
0: um, i don't know 15 minute walk maybe 10 15 minute mm-hmm. walk yeah. so Mm-hmm. Want to frequently frequent that probably more. When I was a kid, we would, you know, my parents, if we were driving shop, grocery shopping or going to the mall or something, it would be like, stop at McDonald's, stop at McDonald's. And oh, if they would, oh, it's like a special treat.
1: I don't know if my parents regularly took me to McDonald's or not. Yeah. We were more of a Taco Bell family, even when I was young. Mm-hmm. But- Especially like on school trips and anything. John's mouth is watering just thinking if about it. If the bus stopped, <laughs> the, 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 if the bus stopped somewhere for the kids to eat, it would be at a McDonald's because oh, they yeah. could handle the the volume and throughput, and it was cheap as hell, <laughs> yeah. of course. And so, I, I associate it more in my youth with school trips, yeah, more so okay. than my parents taking me there. Huh. Um, but like my favorite McDonald's meal has remained unchanged for fifty years. It's the same McDonald's meal I always got. Okay. In fact, they turned it into a combo. I'm sure. Uh, that, because that, of I, me. I was going to
0: say what? Okay, Big Mac. You got your Big Mac. You got your 12 piece together. Both. No, he's not going to give us any information. Okay. Mm. Fries. He doesn't drink a Coke. John drinks some kind of unusual thing, uh, like Mister <laughs> Pib or something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Dr. Pepper. All right. How many of those did I get right out of that? He's going to say, how many we got? I got right, cat, And then you're going to get to go based on okay. knowing how many are right. Okay. Mm, oh. okay.
1: Zero okay. is the number. Will zero got zero. Zero right?
3: Correct. None of them.
0: Zero.
1: You don't have fries at McDonald's. Oh, okay. Okay. You got fries. Okay. I'll give you fries. So one, you fries. one is right. That's, okay. that's a given because they don't have onion rings, so it's fries. Of course it is. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have onion rings. I'd rather not have fries. Instead, can you give me a water?
0: <laughs> Come on. That's a weirdo. That would be a weirdo. <laughs> All right, Kat, you know, it's not a, you know, it does not include a Big Mac 12 piece or Dr. Pepper. Nope. And it's been your, it's been your
1: choice, your go-to since when you'd say, since the eighties earlier, even? Uh, certainly. Absolutely. Okay. Probably late seventies. Mm-hmm. All right. So it had yep. to be something they had.
3: Something chicken about- nuggets. It did,
1: used to be a value meal,
0: but it is now. Chicken huh. nuggets were first introduced at the beginning of the 1980s. Yeah, they in were. In the 1970s.
3: I don't think it's chicken nuggets though. I think okay. there's something maybe about a double cheeseburger. All right, double Maybe. cheeseburger. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a poker face, though. Oh. All right. Yeah, now you got me um, on a whole other
0: bent here. What okay. kind of drink do
1: you think he would have?
2: <laughs> I th- hmm. <laughs>
1: He's on the right path with the drink. He's certainly on, on the way. I tell yeah. you, it's not a Coke. They're a Coke not factory, a Coke. but it's not Doctor, a Coke.
3: Wait, did you say Dr. Pepper? I said I Dr. Pepper, you say? yeah. You said Dr. Yeah. Pepper, but that's not it. Um. <laughs> oh, I know what
0: it is. I know hmm? what it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Cause knowing yeah. that he likes Kool-Aid as much as he does. Oh, it's gotta be like fruit punch, like uh high oh. C or Hawaiian punch. I don't know what they have at McDonald's, but something oh. like that. Yeah. Did they serve that, that That's
1: working out great. It's working out great. So, <laughs> so you both got it. You both got it wrong. Quarter pounder with, with cheese. No, oh, no. It's right. super simple. Okay. Uh, Two cheeseburgers, fries, orange drink, done. Wow. That's it. Orange. That's kind of what I, that's kind of what I get too
2: orange. In the orange. I, get That's a Coke. It.
1: I get a Coke. Super though. simple.
3: I yeah. I was pretty close yep. though, because two cheeseburgers is kind of like one double.
1: Like a double cheeseburger, but it's not a double cheeseburger. It's two mm. cheeseburgers because you get two burgers, which is nice. The
0: the meal that I thought you got was the meal that I used to eat in college. Big Mac really? 12 piece, <laughs> fries, and a Coke. Except for the Dr. Pepper.
2: Oh man. Oh,
0: that yeah. was good too. I couldn't do all that.
1: I couldn't possibly. But in college I could. <laughs> now I couldn't do it. <laughs> no. uh, speaking of Loki. <laughs> yes, was that what this <laughs> was? Okay. Hang on, let me get I almost almost got rid of that, that because I wrote on the back too. of the John's <laughs> menu. I, I really uh, derailed that. Sorry. Here we go. All right, so here's
0: how uh, the director Dulu, who uh, I'm sorry for maligning you earlier, mm-hmm. that was Uh, created the iconic look of the 1980s mcdonald's he said quote mcdonald's came in and worked with our art department in terms of recreating it isn't that cool yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's right they brought designs for the wallpaper and they found a mold for the hamburglar. oh Oh. awesome Uh, awesome lou said i was hoping they'd have a grimace but they couldn't find a grimace i bet he had a grimace when he found out that uh, bad
1: news oh he had a grimace when there was no grimace he had a grimace grimace (laughs) <laughs> and while the scene,
0: so I haven't watched. I've been. I started watching Loki, but I haven't watched this episode yet. And am not going. We're not going to spoil anything for you because I don't even know what happens in the show, and certainly this mm-hmm. comment doesn't. But uh, apparently, the scene that takes place in the McDonald's is supposed to be in a McDonald's in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Now, the show. One of the conceits of the show is time travels involved. So. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, you know, it's a contemporary TV show, they can travel back to any, any era they want. And in this, obviously they travel back to 1982. But DeLue explained the movie magic behind the restaurant's true location. He said, so we talked about doing it on a soundstage, but we found a restaurant 40 minutes outside of London that had been empty for a year or so. And mm-hmm. There's a bit of farmland oh. out there that could double for Oklahoma. It's like retrofit. Our production, mm-hmm. production designer was there with all his artwork and, and the curved windows are what excited him most because they were everywhere <laughs> on McDonald's designs back then. I don't recall yeah. that, but I, I do remember mm. there were some McDonald's that were shaped more like a burger maybe or something. Is that what they're referring to?
1: Mm. I don't know what the curved window really, is I was thinking going. of like the, it was, it was the arch motif that I'm thinking of oh, when I visualized that. Okay. Mm. It's like the arch over the windows to, to mirror the arch of the M. You know? right, okay. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Uh, so the production designer was like, don't worry, it's going to look great. We're going to put visual effects on the outside. Uh, And then he brought in all the set dressing, the tables, the wallpaper, the old cash register, the slides, they put the burgers on. So I couldn't really find anything that took it out of the time period. Mm -hmm. I look forward to watching that.
3: Uh, I do too. I haven't caught up yet. I I really enjoyed the first season.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. The first season yeah. I've seen, I haven't started season two yet. There's just, okay. there's so yeah. much to watch. You wouldn't think there was a writers yeah. and actors strike going on. There's so much new stuff, but that <laughs> well, shows you how long a timeline those things are on production-wise.
0: Like I, and I've said before, my, my fondest or clearest memories about McDonald's were sneaking to a McDonald's when I was in high school, which we could, when we were old enough to drive, me and my buddies would drive to it on some of our lunch breaks.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, sneak out of school to go. I was <laughs> always worried we'd
0: run it to a teacher from the high school. Like,
1: my head was on a swivel. <laughs> like, Will, put down the Big Mac... Yeah. And the 12-piece. Right. And the yeah, Dr. Pepper exactly. and the fries. Go back to school. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Hey, another 1980s news, uh, as reported by Ultimate Classic Rock, uh, per, per Joe And per Joe Sperry? Huh. Mm. Mm. This is, I wrote Both. this in a weird way. As reported <laughs> by Ultimate Classic Rock. Here's the headline now. Yeah. Per Joe mm-hmm. Perry, mm-hmm. Aerosmith wasn't ready for the 80s. There you go. <laughs> hmm. Joe Perry's acrimonious hmm. departure from Aerosmith in 1979 was partly a consequence of the guitarist having heard Van Halen's first <laughs> album.
2: Van's ah, uh, co founder yeah.
0: quit after a backstage argument on tour, while Aerosmith was also working on their sixth album, Night in the Ruts. Uh, while Perry acknowledged <laughs> to Guitar World in a recent interview that he left to take care of himself, he also explained that, quote, we were rolling into the 80s and I still remember hearing the first Van Halen record and fucking loving it. his <laughs> guitar playing was just so incredible. He turned guitar on its fucking ear and was doing stuff that I'd never heard before. I remember uh-huh. saying, we're not ready for the 80s. I,
3: I imagine the backstage argument or whatever that was. Yeah. Him being like, we don't sound like them. And I'm leaving. <laughs> like,
1: what? And they're all on drugs. So like they don't know. What is he
3: talking about? Yeah. What? what, what?
1: <laughs> Who's them? <laughs> you gotta c- compare yourself to Eddie Van Halen on guitar. It's like, oh. you're not going to be ready anytime in the near future. If you're waiting to be that good. Right. Really? Just relax, Aerosmith. You're fine. Yeah. And the, <laughs>
0: and the album he's referring to is Van Halen's debut self-titled album mm. that had a string mm. of hits yeah. for what was yeah. then the David Lee Roth fronted band. But that mm-hmm. album had Running With The Devil, You Really Got yes. Me, and Talking About Love, Jamie's Crying. But to John's point, my guess is Perry decided to hang up his guitar after hearing Eruption. Oh, I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, but you know, and John, yep. he, he was probably, you know, you said that uh, you can't compare yourself to Eddie Van Halen. But before Eddie Van Halen, I'm sure there were many uh,
1: skilled guitarists. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there is something and they so- thought they were the shit. Exactly. They thought, uh, I, yeah. I have the pinnacle right. of guitarist is right. me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like the Dan DeLue of guitar playing. How much farther <laughs> can I go? I might as well learn how to play a different instrument. Sorry, Dan. I, I don't know what's going mm. on. But yeah, <laughs> and then they hear him and they're like, oh my God, you could do that with this? Like, how
2: did he do these things?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I was- Can't feel too bad. I remember when mm-hmm. I was DJing. This happened for, you know, tur- turntable lists. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. the very, and you could hear this in hip hop, the evolution of this, right? It, it, scratching was really rudimentary, you know, mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Uh, and it was, it was easy enough that- folks who are interested in doing it could pick it up and learn it. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing, you know, mm-hmm. scratches and then it would yeah. evolve a little bit. Some other DJ would figure out, you know, if you do this thing with the turntable and the fader, this combination, it does this other sound. And then someone invents, mm. well, if you press a button or you have this other thing, you could do an even harder sound. Sounds like a transformer now. The evolution of what you could do with a turntable was so fast. Like in my you know, from my perspective, perception was that at yeah. the beginning I thought, "Hey, I'm good at this." You know, <laughs> 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 so then like five years later, I was like <laughs> no. you know, Jazzy Jeff is making the track sound like a bird.
2: <laughs> 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 now make it chirp.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a, an awakening, a rude and a rude one. Yeah, they may not have been ready, but we know that they were you know, drug-addled at the time in, in yeah. the seventies and throughout the eighties. Yeah,
1: they, they had, they, they were, they were no more drug-addled than any other eighties rock band. I mean,
2: they were fine.
0: <laughs> Maybe they were fine, except for the uh-huh. fact that my understanding is based on, but their history is that after they got cleaned up and started working with the right people who helped to move them into the decade, that's yeah. when you get, yeah. you know, these hit albums They had been around yeah. for a long time, you know, certainly as long as Van Halen. But then you start having, you know, a permanent vacation and a pump and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all these other successful albums only after they got their shit together. What was mm-hmm. the
3: name of the album they were working on that he left?
0: Uh, Night in the Ruts. Night in the Ruts.
3: Didn't he say something about, he thought the album would have done better. Like it, was, it wasn't as bad as he expected. Yeah. And it, he thought it would have done better if they'd followed it up with a tour. Yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking you left in the middle of the album. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like how are you going to be? I wonder why we didn't
1: tour. Maybe because you were gone. Yeah, he was
0: surprised they kept his tracks on the album. Didn't just flat out replace him since he had left the band. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and then Mm -hmm. was more impressed with his playing than he had recalled. Mm-hmm. It had been when they did the sessions, yeah. When he,
1: he sobered up and said, when, oh, that didn't sound so bad after all.
3: <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yes. Now,
1: he was I will know, they
0: got, they got clean and also, you know, their great success came after they uh, teamed up with Run DMC to remake Run DMC. Uh, yeah, uh, Walk this way. In 1986. Yes. Yeah. Hey, our independent podcast is brought to you every week by folks just like you. So if you'd like to help us out, please, Follow us on the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share an episode on Facebook. All of these actions just take a moment and are 100% free. But if you'd like to chuck in a buck and help us keep publishing the show week after week, please visit us at 1980snow.com support to find out how you can send us a dollar or two. And thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, hey, next up in 1980s news, uh, as reported by Blend, Ridley Scott praises the Alien sequel. So Ooh. sadly, I mm-hmm. say sadly because I'm a fan of at least of the first two Aliens films. Mm-hmm. Skip mm-hmm. Alien 3, and I think there's an Alien 4.
1: Mm-hmm. Skip all the, the Alien 3 versus- is Resurrection? Oh, I that think right? so, yeah. Is mm-hmm. that 3? Yeah. That was, so she's that's a, a- She's like in a prison, that, that but one, it's her- That one gets clone. me night in the ruts, I tell you. That's yeah. a rough mm-hmm. one. Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm, Uh,
3: I didn't see that one.
0: I've seen the first two.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: First two are great. I even
1: enjoyed,
0: I didn't, I liked Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I thought were pretty good too. Okay.
2: okay.
1: All right. All right. Not wholly offensive, but nowhere near the caliber, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a
0: different vibe, but Ridley Scott directed those. And so they're more like the first one in the sense that they're slower and Mm -hmm. more monster in the house. Aliens too is like a straight up action film, you know, sci-fi action, unless- thriller or horror movie as the Ridley Scott
1: films are but Um actually oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no Aliens 2 it's Alien or Aliens is the that's second what I, one
2: Yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what I meant You said Aliens
1: 2 I'm, well, I'm just I'm just I'm actually going to sure come
0: across if I All right all right, Robert. Well, just
1: enunciate. Robert. Travel back to the future. <laughs> you're you're going to, if you want engagement, call it Aliens 2, because somebody's going to engage. All right, Aliens 2. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, engagement. Even though we Through have to
0: wait to see how this uh, next sequel fits into the franchise <laughs> and whether it's any good, yeah. uh, the original film's director, really Scott, has seen it. And he has high praise for the director and co-writer, Fede Alvarez. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. While speaking with a fellow filmmaker Guillermo del Toro at the DJA Latino Summit, Alvarez shared his director's cut with Scott, uh, who's one of the mm. producers of this on the new film. Um, mm-hmm. Alvarez explained that he, how he was terrified to meet Scott in person afterwards <laughs> because he had heard Scott is really tough, particularly oh. when it, quote, has something to do with his movies, end quote. You would think so. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't yeah. yeah. you know. Fortunately, yep. uh, the director had nothing but kind words to say about the next chapter in the saga. Uh, according to Alvarez, he said, uh, This is him telling the story. Quote, and he walks into the room and he did say, Fede, what can I say? It's fucking great. Very <laughs> uh, sure. straightforward. <laughs> yeah. My family yeah, knows it was one of the best moments of my life to have a master like him who I admire so much to even watch a movie I made granted but particularly with something like this that he would recognize it and talk to me for an hour about what he liked about it one of the best compliments Mm. he said was the dialogue is great are you the writer which uh, I mentioned he he also co-wrote it in Mm. addition to directing it wow Uh, not one to pull his punches Scott had issues with the sequel to his Blade Runner Uh, Mm -hmm. and described Top Gun Maverick as meh (laughs) Ooh. uh, (laughs) Wow. He didn't direct the original Top Gun. That was directed by his uh, brother, the late Tony Scott. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, he doesn't hold back if he's got some kind of personal connection to it. And so,
1: uh, fingers crossed. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's good. Is this still called Romulus or something? Is that what it's supposed to be called or early title was? Is that right? So
0: far, that's what we, uh, that's what we're uh, left Mm -hmm. to
1: believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a ways out. Yeah.
0: And very little is known about the film, except that they've given us uh, a plot synopsis that states it will follow, quote, a group of young people on a distant world who find themselves in a confrontation with the most terrifying life form in the universe. End quote. Doesn't tell us anything.
1: Mm. Oh, that's, speaking of Grimace. Yeah.
3: <laughs> grimace. Or This could
0: be slurry? the plot
1: of Alien. <laughs> the what, that he's slurry? the most
3: terrifying thing? That's the most <laughs> terrifying
2: form. Pork slurry pork, right pork in slurry. the socket. Ooh, I want to see
0: a pork slurry Grimace now. Like a Grimace Ooh. that's formed from pork slurry. <gasps>
1: <laughs> 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 Help me. Help me. <laughs> no, it's Kill me, kill me oh, That's man. probably what he's saying oh, <laughs> so, Enunciate with your pork slurry face oh, 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 <laughs> uh, and The
0: film also stars a bunch of people uh, uh, That I've never heard of.
1: Oh A bunch of people Yay. As
0: films do I mean there's not a single person in this list that I, I know So <laughs> Yeah Yeah uh, yeah, we're going to have to wait till next year to and be able to see this in the movie theaters. Meanwhile, the original oh. 1979 film is available on Hulu if you have a subscription. I recommend that film, even mm-hmm. if... Uh, yes. guess, Aliens is different, Amen. but uh, Aliens I, is probably better in one sense, but Alien is very effective for what it is. It's really good. I mean, it, it's a mm-hmm. monster in the yeah. house type, mm-hmm. you know, faceless, you're, you know, like, like an inhuman killer, like a Halloween, like a Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say Alien is a straight up horror film Mm -hmm. where Aliens is a horror action film. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. different kind of beast. Mm -hmm. I think I like Aliens more because I always enjoy when people methodically approach a monster (laughs) rather than just, oh, let's go hide by the chainsaws. You know, just they're not like crazy people that do stupid things. Like they brought in Marines with guns and trackers and everything and all the right stuff and still were overwhelmed, but they weren't just wandering into the haunted house unawares. Right. They were, they knew what they were going up against. They just were outmatched. So yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. It is a great (laughs) premise that she's able to advise them, you know, what she faced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course.
1: Right. Uh, and and it, they didn't believe her. it. Do, yeah. Like they, they couldn't be that it bad. Doesn't matter, yeah, yeah, they're like, "Oh, you're exaggerating." Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it turns mm-hmm. out, well, i don't give spoilers. Just go watch those. Yeah. films. Those are really good yeah. cool films. <laughs> A spoiler
0: for Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it. All right, we may which we, we all may have. have expired the uh, yeah. If all of time. us on the show have seen it. Yes. Mhm. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Hey, as reported by comicbook.com, <laughs> only John Carpenter knows the truth about the thing. This is our oh. last story here. Uh, John Carpenter's 1982 oh. film, The Thing, is considered a masterpiece <laughs> in horror and science fiction among many audiences, including this one here, mm-hmm. except for Cat. We'll get to that in a second. I'll <laughs> oh, we'll get to it right now, in spite of the fact that Cat finds the movie laughable, she told me. What? Uh, it, I think what? it's still just as effective today as it was when it was released Oops.
3: 40 years ago. Cat. Um, I, I'm being slightly misrepresented here. I, there was Okay. All right. Oh, Defend God. yourself. I wish I had the audio ready to go. Uh, uh, <laughs> was, I do have it recorded, John. Yeah. Something about mm. the special effects. Maybe, maybe it was mm. a um, defense mechanism, you know, uh, so I wasn't scared. But I thought, I, I don't know. I might have I laughed when there was like a lot of morphing going on. like the.
1: Are you talking about the fantastic it, practical it, effects? It, 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 <laughs> that made a monster come alive in a way we had never yes. seen on screen before. Those were laughable. Yes. What? That's what she's I talking
3: about. Not, not laughable
1: in a haha, that's ridiculous. Like, oh, look, just... that's funny how it bit his arms off <laughs> when he was exactly trying to resuscitate what I said. him. That's it's exactly hilarious. what I said, John. oh look he looks like a cute little spider that head turned into how neat well it looked goofy it was you know it was it was supposed to be disturbing not goofy
0: john i guarantee she had the tittering she had the volume down (laughs) because she couldn't handle it that's the only way i could imagine not true not true if you can hear it and the lights are dark (laughs) in your place and you're really allowed to focus on it not dealing with cats (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> then the emotional the <laughs> psychological horror starts to sink in and when stuff like that happens it scares the shit out of you or are you, you just- laughed because you were nervous because you were so scared
3: well okay that's a possibility are you annoyed mm. that i wasn't scared it is a terrifying movie and still uh, but, I think effective film, but also I didn't
0: see Hold it on. when I was young. It doesn't and- matter. I told you, I just showed it to my <laughs> twenty-year-old
2: like last year,
1: <laughs> and they were—they thought the same thing I did. Hmm. It's a—it's a horror movie, but it's also. An absolute masterclass in psychological horror. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. who it is. Yes. And I don't know if I can be alone with that person. I'm not even sure if I know if I can be alone with me. Yes. Because I don't know. Like I don't (laughs) think it's clearly defined whether or not the victims are fully aware that it's them.
3: That part was scarier. That part. That was the creepy, scary part. That. That's the whole movie. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> after it starts, that's the whole movie. She's like, that part
0: was good. It was the rest she didn't like. The whole it movie. Was, after one guy gets infected, you don't know who could be infected. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the
3: the guy, I don't know, the morphing just was kind of- First of
0: all, there was no morphing, as you described it. That implies to me some sort of
1: computer-generated effect. Right. Oh. There was dysmorphia, most certainly. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. All right. Yeah, yeah Yes,
3: that, that that was it.
1: That um. Don't use that on video. <laughs> <laughs> use that for my headshot on the website. Yeah. I'm going to present that without comment. It's just that one. Thank time. you. It's going to be a short. That'll be the thumbnail for the entire episode. You're making that face. What a treat for everyone. Okay, whatever.
0: Anyway, not only do fans, fans, now cat's not a fan. So not only do the fans praise mm. the right. film, but they still debate the final scene. And if mm-hmm. you're a fan, you know what the final scene is. The final scene is Kurt Russell's McCready and Dave, Keith David's child's commit themselves to freezing to death to yeah. prevent a replicating alien from reaching the rest of the world.
3: Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. convinced
0: one, one of them may be neither. neither knows that the other mm-hmm. may be an alien or not. Now, obviously if they were mm-hmm. both aliens. They would, not they would know they'd be like high five we did it
1: it'd be funny if they oh wait you were too
0: i didn't you were the alien the whole time i am too
1: where'd you come from that's assuming that they're aware once they've been taken over which again i mm-hmm. i have debates about that about the film like there are there are things that indicate that they do know and they act mm-hmm. that way or it could be they are under the influence Ir- irrelevant to that i always was concerned because them freezing does not kill the alien mm-hmm. where did they find the alien Frozen. It's just until the next crew yes, gets there. That's, that's true. A good point. So, yeah. But John,
0: also I yeah. thought and I watched it not too long ago, like I mentioned, last year I think it was. I you didn't think the it. I didn't think the body took <laughs> over. Yeah. I thought they killed that body
2: dispose of it and then they they formulated a new body yes
1: right they created the the thing creates a new body it morphs as Kat would say so i know (laughs) i know i am an alien you know if you're
0: a human or an alien
1: but you have consumed the body therefore you had the memories and information and knowledge and speech patterns why would you not also have the consciousness of that person to replicate Convincing, no, oh yeah, yeah, I agree you know, with that. Stuff. I agree
2: with that. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, so it's you-
1: not just the shape because it can talk and walk no, around and yeah, knows yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that you should know, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I think it's, this is not a mass. <laughs> this is not a, a dissertation on the thing, but there's yeah. plenty to think about in <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. A
3: little too much, I'd argue, or nothing at all. <laughs>
1: oh <Or> no, <nothing. laughs> for cat, cats had her fill Guess talking I, about the thing. That goofy movie she hasn't
3: thought about it a second,
1: second, second.
0: Now I'm going to watch it again. Anyway so as an audience member We're left to wonder Neither of these guys know mm. If one of them is the, And only one can be the aliens I guess is what I was saying Because if they were both aliens They probably would know They're both aliens I'm sure that even this species that's is
1: Assuming a, the consciousness
0: Knows it's an alien still It does know it's an alien Because it. it, it mm. if you're left alone with it It kills
1: But does it take over At the when, moment there's an opportunity Or was it actually planning that The whole time you see where I'm going I
0: think it is planning Think about uh, Think about okay. some of the aliens again Look we're getting into, This is going to be a whole episode About the thing and I can't remember their names, but the, uh, uh, what's his name? The diabetes guy. Uh, yeah. Quaker mm-hmm. Oats guy.
1: Quick Quaker Oats, like Wilford Brimley. Crick, uh, Willard. Yeah. Wilford he, Brimley. Yeah. He's
0: down in the, uh, they lock him up and then he's down there building a spaceship. Oh, remember they find yeah. him, he's building a spaceship to like leave the planet or something. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And so, yep. I mean, he, right. he looked like a human, but he knew what he was doing was alien stuff.
3: Could it kill itself? Like if, yeah, if they each had it, if they each were the thing and then would it try to kill the other
0: I think so why would it it had one. Uh-huh. Yeah, i don't know you mean just because it replicates everything i gotta replicate everything so it ron's replicating one of its own kind
1: yeah
0: I, I, <laughs> uh, you see it's like you, a
1: copy of a copy
0: cat you found more something
3: more to think about i did well,
0: see, <laughs> one completely. more thing uh anyway so like i said we're, we're left at the end left to wonder if, if either of these guys or neither are, are an alien and then the film ends mm-hmm. you know credits mm-hmm. yeah. um but the, the commentary on the 2016 special Blu-ray edition, however, sheds some light, pun intended, on the mystery because cinematographer Den mm. Dean Kudney explained on a commentary track, uh, quote, so we're looking for some kind of subtle way to say which of these men might be human. You'll notice there's always an eye light, we call it, a little gleam in the eye of the actor. It gives life, but there is no eye light on Palmer, who turns out to be one of the aliens. Mm.
2: That's when they do the
0: blood test. And then he's oh. in the chair <laughs> with a the, with the heated oh, wire.
1: Yeah. I remember that. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> get me the fuck out! of- will someone Get me the fuck out of the chair. <laughs> uh, anyway, the fact that beautifully no, reenacted for you. South Park, I might
2: point yes. out
0: for <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Just as honest, the, the Vera, veritas. <laughs> uh, but there's no highlight on Palmer. Um, so, again, the quoting of the cinematographer, Dean Cudney says, uh, let's make it look subtle like he's different and the audience won't know until later. So he has dead eyes. Oh. Uh-huh. And while in his commentary, Cudney went on to say that Carpenter wanted to leave the ending ambiguous. Some eagle eyed viewers have applied Cudney's light theory to draw conclusions about the film's ending. They note that in the final scene, Kurt Russell's character McCready does have this little gleam in his eyes, but Keith David's character Childs does not. Interesting. So, uh, ComicBook.com recently spoke with John Carpenter, and they asked him Mm -hmm. uh, whether Kudney had revealed uh, the forty-year-old secret. And Carpenter said, "Dean doesn't know. He has no idea. He he puts lights up, (laughs) and we were in the snow. He has no clue. Tell him he's full of shit." (laughs) <laughs> now, it, it, he he may have been having fun with Dean. It seems like they're probably friends and you know, but, but Carmen is making it, he was being honest and saying that, you know, you shouldn't uh, put too much stake in that mm-hmm. the theory.
1: There's something to be said for just leaving some ambiguity there. Oh, I gosh. think that oh, adds yeah, to, yeah. that adds to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. what the characters feel. So they don't know, therefore you don't know. Yeah. So you, it pulls you more into their mindset. I love that about it.
3: When I read that part, of him saying he's he's full of shit. And I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, no. What a thing to say about somebody. Wait till he hears. And then I was like, actually, no. That's the kind of thing John or Will would say to each other and their friends. Yeah. So yeah, it's I fine. It was,
1: I, I would never say that about Will I think it was, when he's listening.
3: I think it
0: was, I think it was being playful. Uh, now, Carpenter, however, says he definitely knows the answer. Carpenter does. Uh, but when asked whether he would reveal it, the filmmaker teased, nope, cannot tell you, sorry. I love <laughs> that.
3: That makes it even more <laughs> intriguing. Yeah. He knows and he won't tell us. <laughs>
0: and I guess the three choices are MacReady, Childs, or neither. Neither is a crazy scenario, right? Yeah. Where they both just freeze to death for no reason. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's to be sure. It's to be sure. Absolutely yeah. positive. So it's, but, it's a sacrifice that they made.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is cool that they, you know, they're both resolute in that sense. You know, they're these characters mm-hmm. are so... Interested in doing mm-hmm. the right thing and strong enough mm-hmm. to do the right thing that they'll do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's nothing to gain in knowing definitively. Yeah. I don't think it does anything to help the film oh, whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. there's no need to find out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that moment says so much about their character. Not only this idea that they're both willing to die to try to prevent, you know, protect, like John said, maybe it's all for nothing, but to yeah. prevent mm-hmm. a, a wider sort of outbreak of this uh, infestation, but neither of them tries to kill the other either. A desperate right. person that's uncalculated would just say, I know I'm human, so fuck it. I gotta kill this other dude and just go for it. And yeah. right. regardless if you know he's human or not, I'll take the chance, I'll kill a human to make kill, to save myself because then maybe mm-hmm. I can get out of this place.
1: Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. And right. maybe to save thousands of other people too. Yeah. Right. And and not yeah. do that. Justifiable. Uh,
0: huh. a new you know, we talked about this a while ago. We went through the long list of things that were to come, adapted, new reboots, et cetera, mm-hmm. product versions mm-hmm. yeah. of the nineteen eighties. As far back as 2020, we've been being told that there's going to be a new, a reboot of the thing uh, hmm. based more closely on the book upon which the original film and then the 1982 film mm. were based. Uh, but we haven't heard anything in a couple of years about that. Um, mm-hmm. Anything th- yeah, about it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that
0: said, John Carpenter does have a new project that is available on Peacock right now. Oh, mm-hmm. John Carpenter's Suburban Screams premiered on October 13th. And this, you know, John, I was thinking, you know, we, before we were recording, we were talking about that documentary about the, uh, uh, what do they call that murder? I know it's The Devil on Trial is the documentary, but they called it The Something Murders. Anyway, the, the one oh. upon which The Conjuring 3 is based. Yes. Um, mm-hmm, but right. maybe this would be something that would interest you as well, John. So the network describes this new show from Carpenter as, quote, a genre-busting, unscripted horror anthology series. That explores Mm. the dark secrets of an unspeakable evil that sometimes lurks beneath the surface of the sun-drenched streets, manicured lawns, and friendly neighbors of suburbia. Each episode focuses on one true tale of terror told by the real people who lived through it. The first-hand accounts are brought to life through premium cinematic scene work, news clips, home photos, and archival footage, combining the visual language of horror films with the tools and techniques of documentaries Creating a uniquely frightening experience for viewers,
1: mm. I think that, that sounds, sounds fantastic. fantastic yeah i, I I'm sure. yes, yeah, it's wonderful
3: yeah i I'll only yep. watch it if they do voices. How do you mean, like you? <laughs> Sounds like a true oh, crime oh, kind oh, of thing, yeah. right? Oh, if there's
1: a narrator it. Yeah,
3: I want the narrator. To have a well, it's not me. I-, I could tell you.
0: I would have told you guys if I got that gig, but
3: uh,
1: I, you might have mentioned it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been, I'd have been hitting the air horn every episode if that were the case, because <laughs> I'd be bringing up every episode. Yeah, right. You talk about everybody you worked with. You know, well, when I was speaking with John Carpenter, right? Yeah. <laughs> what yep. All right. Hey, that is uh, all of. Was, no, no, no.
0: It's all oh, of 1980s news. No, no, no. News. it's been- It's all of 1980s oh. news. It, okay, yeah. Okay. It's all, all right. of 1980s news. Okay. Right. That can, was you, right, you're 1980s news. And that's all,
1: and that's the show. Bye. No, no, it's not our show. It's not the show. <laughs> yes, no. sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> We've been keeping up with the progress on your book. We mm-hmm. know that you're working toward completion at the end of the year. Yes, that's right. We spoke several weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. back uh, late September, and you were at about eighty five percent. I did the math. Yep. And I we have we have road roadmark these yes. these uh, landmarks. We know where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we're week forty two of the year. Where we have ten <laughs> weeks left. I was like, Have we been doing this that long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's of the year. It's week yes, 42. Year, yes, so, yes, sure. Yeah, sure. right. He, so when we last a, spoke, yes. uh, we recorded on October 4th and you were at 87% completion. Yeah, we're trying right. to get to a hundred yeah. by the mm-hmm. end of the year. And roughly you need to do about a percent a week, yeah. about 2% every time we talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Do you feel you're ahead or behind or on par yeah. with about 89% progress now?
0: Yeah. And I will mention, you know, I didn't mention at the top, but this would be a week where we would talk about the the, the book or some mm-hmm. aspect of it.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. uh, like I told you guys
0: prior to recording, uh, there's some topics I want to cover, but I I, I want to bring in some folks that have some particular knowledge about sure. it. Or of course. So I'm holding them off. And so again, this week, it's been a little trickier to schedule uh, than a normal show for various reasons. But anyway, so we have some mm-hmm. stuff coming up, hopefully with regard to that. So you just got mm-hmm. more news this week. With regard to my progress, though, and maybe this is part of the challenge this week was, I think I'm a little behind so instead of uh, yeah. being my 2%, I would say it's probably 88%, 87.5% okay. even. All right. Um, gotcha. And, and part of it was, is that, you know, and uh, there, there's a section of b- the book that I realized needed some more stories in, in a sense, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. There's a big flash. Okay. There's a f- there's, it's two stories, the young teenager and his father. And the father's story needed more fleshing out. And uh-huh. I hit a bump, a road bump in the sense that I found myself needing to research something. Mm-hmm. And so, along those lines, I've been reading and listening to interviews of some things that actual writing didn't happen as much um so yeah, I would say I'm behind in that sense okay i think eighty eight percent would be the, generous
1: okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna record it in the spreadsheet as eighty seven point five percent okay um i'm i i'm this is not about keeping you honest. I want you to succeed yeah hey, but yeah, to yeah. do that. You have to you have to stay on a course yeah. to succeed. It's so easy to fall back into, ah, eh, maybe I'll finish it next year. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and so yeah. I want to make sure we keep pushing. So I mean, yeah. now you're behind. Your velocity is slowed. Yeah. In order to catch up at this point, you need to speed up. Mm-hmm. You can't resume your old pace. You're going to have to dig a little right. deeper. Oh yeah. So you're right. I hadn't thought of it that just, way. Just keeping you honest. I so. guess
0: to that extent, then I've got some good news because you know, as as, as I've mentioned on on previous shows uh the story the the, the protagonist of the story is an is an indian family a father and a son in the mm-hmm, 1980s right? so it it mm-hmm. involves a lot of research early on to get mm-hmm. to the point a comfort level where i could even you know include the right uh cultural references and
2: mm-hmm.
0: descriptions mm-hmm. you know flavor vibe you know uh consistent with the with the time and the, the particular culture um now i just got a i hit this little bump but as of today i have a contact who mm. I, I think is just going to be just based on what little I know about them, seems, I'm hoping will really open up things for me uh, on some parts of it and probably help inform some of the other aspects of the story. So in that sense, I'm hoping this conversation to have with them really helps me get fired out of a rocket and get caught up. So maybe that'll kickstart you
1: a bit and get you some more velocity. And it hasn't been for lack of, I
0: I take your meaning, John, because we could have an whole episode Mm -hmm. where we just talk about this concept of resistance, where especially with creative people, the closer you get to finishing something, the more you find yourself having excuses not to finish it. And sometimes mm-hmm, it's certainly. people in your life or work seem to ma- you know <laughs> manifest in a way that's you know detrimental <laughs> to your progress.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's not for lack of ambition or you know using my time wisely. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I said, it's at least this week. Maybe next week I'll be goofing off and playing uh, you know retro video games or something. <laughs> uh, haunted house, the new haunted house uh, target, ghosts and, and goblins,
3: and yeah, oh, awesome. <laughs> Um
0: But yes, I take your point and uh, hope to be able to get caught up and then you know. Keep us steamrolling from that point forward.
1: Certainly, and understand, I'm not busting your chops. Hey, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm helping, keeping you honest, yes. keeping you in line, reality check. So yeah. that's that's all we're doing.
0: Hey, and okay. I and I mean this too. I appreciate it coming from you because I've watched you bust your ass and make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even (laughs) in the last 12 months, take what you had and, you Mm -hmm. know, which was already successful and make it even Mm -hmm. so much successful, which was only nose to the grindstone, you know, hard work. Sure. Yeah. 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 Thanks.
3: Sure. I'm imagining it could be something like that, like it has been for John where, it's not going to be just like 1% every week there, there will be a week where there's 5%. There'll
1: be 6%. surges. Yeah. 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 We'll like, surges. like sure. uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Like just like, right. you know, yeah. yeah, your, your videos yeah. having a, so we'll, uh,
1: we'll check yeah. in again in two weeks.
0: Yeah. And as of actually starting in two weeks, I think I'll be able to bring some other folks in to bring some of their stories. in. like I mentioned, some folks that I've Excellent. lined, I'm lining up nice. uh, to talk to. So hopefully that'll bring some other angles and flesh out some other interesting things. And again, even though these are conversations related to my novel, the novel set in the 1980s. So even the folks we're going to talk to, will be talking about pop culture from that era and other things. There's some other things too, (laughs) that are a little more involved, a little heavy and a little, but they're so fascinating to me.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, And
0: again, I don't want to get ahead of myself
3: and talking about them today because I want to save them. So we'll do that. And
0: so in order to do that, I'll say that was
3: our show. (laughs) And our show is brought to you. Thanks in part to our early adopters like Rick Parker And Karen Flieger. And thank you especially to our secret of our success level Patreon supporters like Mm -hmm. Brandon Greer, Marcus Taylor, Tony Great, Nick Guillory, Craig Coletta, Matt Marino, and John Henderson.
0: There he is.
1: There he is. Hey,
0: thank you so much, guys, for supporting our show. We greatly appreciate it. These are the folks who help us not only, uh, you know... Sharing posts, comments, and giving us feedback, and emotionally cheering us on uh, with yes. little messages of support. But they also give us money, which <laughs> other people That's see. Right. We, we we can live off of the compliments and feedback, etc. Yeah. Not for nothing. Yeah, good money. Yeah. but Tony, but Tony needs the money. Tony, Tony, yeah. uh, to keep the podcast going. So we're very grateful for yes. that. But hey, if you can't do the money, we we, we do. Love is great. And love in the form of uh, feedback on on prior episodes or suggestions for future episodes would be wonderful. And I've got some uh, uh, some feedback we've received in recent weeks. Uh, Here's a message Mm -hmm. from Megan regarding the controversial songs episode, which we did a few weeks ago. Uh, Mm -hmm, Megan uh, wrote, uh, I was saving this episode to listen to Wednesday on my hour and a half commute. There has been more than once that the car next to me has looked at me with some concern. I have a feeling this may happen again. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Sorry about that.
0: Sorry, not sorry. Oh, hey, this is sort of timely. (laughs) It's regarding the the first episode we did on my uh, regard with my book, which was that special episode. Brandon writes, I love Mm -hmm. this episode. It's a Mm win-win. Will finishes finishes his book. He has special guests lined up to discuss topics pertinent to the book itself. We Mm -hmm. still get Kat and John and we all get to hear it episode by episode. Four awesome things oh. rolled into one. I had lost count. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he wrote, uh, "This is like the Ghostbusters crossing the streams, kinda, yes. a little bit." Oh, mm.
3: I love that.
0: And then it turned out to be good.
3: Yeah, I guess that's what you mean. Yep, right?
1: yep, yep. Dogs and cats enjoyed living together. It turns
3: yeah. out. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we got. Uh, Except, this... sorry, Brandon, you don't get to hear anything about the book this time. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: mm. Just wait. Hey, you know what wait. I want to do too, and I don't know when the time is raised, mm. Publish a chapter. I think the first chapter from it to see what folks think. Uh, or get people, uh, you know, interested. Hopefully, mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, let's see. We yeah,
0: got Brad wrote. Oh, with regard to last week's episode about Halloween sadism, Brad writes, "What a time in history! Halloween hasn't been the same since. Kids will never know the thrill mm-hmm. of trick or treating in the dark, possibly ever again, with such reckless abandon."
3: Hey, that's kind of what you <laughs> You're were right, saying. Brad. That yeah. sounds like John. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Brad knows the score. Yeah. With, with his lights off lurking yeah. around. Was, it did feel mad. I know. Turn I, off my pumpkin. Now I don't <laughs> feel the sense of
0: danger now because I'm an adult and celebrating and enjoying it in a different way. But there is. Yeah. I still feel that creepy eerie mm. And part of it, I think, is and maybe it's look, I think if I were just to give out candy at the door. I still, find, I just have this little bit of anxiety meeting strangers and stuff like that. Oh, Even though okay. they're kids, Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, but, so I, already I get that kind of like nervousness. But wow. now.
1: That, yeah. Will, Will's afraid they're going to mock him. Well, it's <laughs> like no. Look at that old man giving John, out candy. John, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> but I tell you right now, I don't spare any of these kids. These little kids seem like little wise asses. They get it right back. Now, if they're too young, I, d- I don't use any obscenities or vulgar language, but if they're old <laughs> enough, they're going to hear some things. Uh, but now, you know, I do this thing where I, you know, tr- tr- pretend to be a mechanical thing inside of a fortune teller box. I love
3: box, that, you know? the fortune teller. Is and, that Zotar? Yeah, I don't know. I change the every year. It's yeah. going to be something oh, okay. different.
0: Yeah, you're okay. thinking about the Zoltar from a, yeah, it's Zoltar, like that, Zoltar okay. from a big. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. so, and I'm interacting and I'm trapped. I can't go anywhere. I'm just in this box. You know? <laughs> and pretending to be a you know animatronic, you got that going. You know mm-hmm. that's one challenge. And then it's constantly strangers coming, and I have <laughs> I, it's, I become an insult comic at some point because I just <laughs> oh no, you know, especially from the older kids <laughs> that give nonsense. You know. <laughs>
1: It was like a cross between Shields and Yarnell and a guy in a dunking booth.
2: Dunking booth clown, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You with
1: the face? (laughs) Except nobody can dunk
0: me, so I have that advantage. You're right. (laughs) They can kick the box to their detriment. well you know you say that last year. There was a kid who was—I want to say—he's probably ten, so he wasn't a little kid. He was old enough to be because some little kids have to have like boosted up by the parents to clear the you know, where the, the coin goes in and the buttons and all that that area. Um, but this kid was old enough to look at me and he, the big thing with these kids is always, is this a real person or is this a mm-hmm. animatronic? And they really want to figure it out. And yeah. this one kid just put his hands on the glass. It was basically pressing his face against it, like, are you real? Are you real? And, you know, and meanwhile, I'm just doing my thing, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I went from acting like I'm still this animatronic to just went, boom. And I reached out and tapped the glass with his face on it. Okay. The kid shit his pants. I mean, I think the treat bucket was holding, his treat bucket, his, his boo bucket was holding something extra after he was done and he left but he I felt bad after because he really looked it was a boo-boo
1: bucket now he didn't have
0: other friends with him or adults he just looked sick like and maybe it was just that he got in trouble not that he just saw you know something come to life but
1: Uh,
2: uh, I I felt really bad
1: about
0: that made a kid shit his sheet (laughs) his one whole sheet the one whole sheet one whole sheet (laughs) Uh, and finally let's see we got uh, feedback from Michael Oh, oh this is with regard to our controversial songs episode as well Um, Mm. he, he suggested some songs for the future. So he wrote writing. I listened to the podcast and thought of a couple songs. If you decide to continue with some others, uh, sugar walls by Sheena Easton, which was written by Prince. Mm. These are also hit songs. He provides the chart numbers. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Yeah. And sugar walls was one that was part of the filthy 15. Yes, I it think, was. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: it was, uh, definitely.
0: And Kat and I mm-hmm. talked about this, John. I think it's before you joined us. The idea that when yeah. when I was a kid, sugar walls were me me feel like, oh, what is she singing about? Like I <laughs> I mean it came out in eighty five, so I was like kind of pubescent probably, but even still I was like, I don't I don't know that I want to hear an adult Lady woman parts singing make about me this. <laughs> singing about them and it's just I don't know what is the image of sugar rolls conjure? La,
1: la, la, don't talk about lady parts I
0: don't know but even now thinking about the metaphor or the euphemism sugar walls it's just something weird about
3: that to me I don't even think I thought about it like yeah. I just would hear the words and I just didn't even I just thought, I don't know I don't know what she's no. talking about so that was it I didn't yeah. even try to figure it out
0: uh, Michael yeah. also suggests urgent by foreigner I don't Mm. know what the controversy Mm. issue would be with that. Hmm. Uh, I kind of remember the lyrics. It has something to do with, you know, obviously the the need that's urgent is one of a sexual nature. And I think he suggests that maybe the woman that he's with is, he says something about like, I think I know you may be thinking about another man. Uh, Mm. I think he's fine with that or he needs to get over there and and, and sort of wipe that out of her mind, you know, and show that. I don't remember why that would be an issue. I'm on fire by Mm. Bruce Springsteen. Likewise, I'm not sure why that would be. Hmm. Controversial, except for the again the innuendo aspect.
3: I, I think, yeah, maybe I'll check this oh, out. That
1: was the, thought it was the self-immolation angle. That... Oh, I'm on that... fire! Oh no, <laughs> Just...
3: that would fall clearly into
1: the violence category.
3: <laughs> Why is nobody helping me? Just...
1: I've been singing about it for three minutes, and nobody's pouring bucket of sand on me yet. <laughs> this is not part of the show. <laughs> Something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs>
0: Why is Courtney Cox dancing up here?
2: No. no. <laughs> Not a bucket of
1: water. <laughs> a blue bucket of
2: water. No. Michael says blue also he bucket. closes out saying,
0: I enjoyed the unedited podcast. Well you're gonna you're in for a treat. My <laughs> more and more treats for you in the future
1: spoiler alert you know, no it tricks? may have been slightly edited <laughs> just treats <laughs> hey
0: that's enough of this guys we will talk to you next time on a special live uh, edition of uh, 1980s now mm-hmm. uh, follow us on facebook to find out when that's going to be it's i tell you when it's going to be it's going to be wednesday october 25th so that'll be yes. our halloween mm-hmm Episode that's going to air the Monday after that. But you can join us while we record it live and participate in the comments. And I don't know, maybe some other fun things too.
2: All right. Hey, we will talk to you then
0: next time on 1980s Now. Until then, pork slurry.